Sometimes prayer, when we pray, we don't get the answer <coughs> we want. No. Sometimes when we pray, we don't get the answer right then. Right. But sometimes it is right then. Right. And sometimes it is at that moment. So yeah, thank you, Lord. We thank God for that. Yeah. You know, I as we look at today's message in John chapter number six. We look at this text here this morning. I think it's the greatest answered prayer in Trenton's life where we're going to talk about this hey. morning. You say, what do you mean? Salvation. Hey. It's the greatest answered prayer in my life. Yes. Because I remember I was just a, I, I was just a kid <laughs> when I prayed and asked Christ to save me. And you say, that's a great answered prayer? That's... That's the best answer prayer I've yes, ever yes. received. Because when I was lost and undone, as the song would say, I was lost and I didn't know the Lord and I wasn't on my way to heaven. I remember the day that I bowed my head and I accepted Christ as my personal Savior. That is the single most important prayer that God ever answered. Yes. Amen. The reason that is is because without that, without that prayer being answered, I'm not where I'm at today. Right. And without that prayer being answered in your life, you're not where you're at today. Right. Salvation. Salvation. That's what I want to talk to you about today. Your or my salvation, your salvation in the Lord. In John chapter number 6 and verse number 44, Jesus picks up right here. In verse number 41 and verse number 42, we talked about um, in verse number 41 and verse number 42, the Jews begin to murmur and to complain what Jesus had just said about him being the bread of life, about him being that person. They begin to murmur and complain. Well, Jesus answers that murmur with another uh, set of verses, another statements about who he was and what he can do. So if you've got your Bibles, John chapter 6, let's all stand if we can at verse number 44. And let's begin reading in verse number 44. Again, verse 41, verse 42, the Jews are murmuring against Jesus. Verse number 43, he tells them to quit murmuring. Verse number 44 is the verse that we'll pick up with. No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me. Draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. And it is written in the prophets, they shall be all taught of, the, of God. Every man, therefore, that hath heard and learned and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. Not that any man hath seen the Father, save he which is of God, he hath seen the Father. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. 
Jesus speaks to them again about being the bread of life. Yeah. And I know we talked about that just a couple of weeks ago about the bread of life, what the bread is. But this morning I want to give you just a simple thought of salvation. <coughs> simple thought of our prayer being answered when we ask for salvation. Amen. And so let's read, let's pray one more time uh, this morning. Lord, I thank you uh, again for this morning. Yeah. Thank you for every individual that's here. Lord, I pray for those that cannot be here this morning due to sickness. Lord, I pray that you will be with them. I pray that you will encourage them and strengthen them in the Lord. I pray that you will strengthen their health as well. Pray for what, that you'd give me the words to say. Lord, we love you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all may be seated. You will see in this text, I have five simple points this morning, but after, after them coming back to them and re, uh, murmuring to him, if you go back to verse number 35 through 40, the verses we've talked about in the last couple of weeks, but he talks to them, that he tells them that he is the bread of life, and uh, they talk to him about manna and all that. So again, they come to him, uh, and they, they talk to him in verse number 41. They murmur uh, about him saying that he is the bread of life. Well, what does Jesus go again and say? He tells him, he says, since you didn't accept it the first time, I'm going to tell you again. He said, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Then he goes on and gives them some thoughts here. But I want to give you just some five simple thoughts concerning um, salvation. Number one, we see the lack of salvation. Look at verse number 44. No man, no man can come to me. Let's stop for just a moment and look at that verse just a, just a second. The Bible says, no man can come to me. Not one person, not one man is able to, he has a lack thereof, a, a, a lack thereof of the ability to get salvation all on his own. He has the lack, he, has the, he does not have the ability to get to heaven on his own goodwill, on his own good works, on his own good behavior, on his own anything. There is not enough good things I can do in this life to gain me heaven. He says in verse number 41, no man can come to me. Not a one of us, not a one of us is good enough to get to Jesus on our own merit. Right. Not a one of us have the ability to get to him without him, without Christ. This is what he says. This is what he's saying in Psalms chapter number 3 and verse number 8. The Bible says in Psalms 3 and verse 8, the Bible says, Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. There's only one way Amen. I can get to heaven and it's Jesus Christ. Yes. I cannot have the ability to, and neither can you, no. to get to heaven without Jesus. Amen. Right. <laughs> this is what this verse is saying. No man can get to me. You can't get to me. 
You know what? You and I can go a lot of places. But you know what? There, is, there are some places we cannot go unless we take the proper transportation to get there. Right. You know, if I wanted to get in my car and drive to China, guess what will not happen? <laughs> I'm not getting there. My car would run out of gas about Atlantic Ocean. That's the wrong way, isn't it? I'd have to go to the Pacific Ocean, wouldn't it? I'd run out of gas. It wouldn't go across the water. Cars are not meant to go in the water. Tractors aren't either, right? We wouldn't get there. We'd have to change transportation. We can get to China many different ways. But there's only one way that we can come to him. Yeah. And see what Jesus was saying. You're not coming to me. You can't come to me. You don't have the ability to come to me. Right. A lot of people in this world think they're getting to heaven because of how good they've been. Mm -hmm. Or what they've done. And what they've accomplished. And Jesus said it over and over again. I cannot stress it enough. The Bible cannot stress it enough. You say, we've been talking about this for a couple weeks. Yes. We've been talking about for a couple of weeks. This Bible is true. This Bible is sure. And Jesus wants us to understand there is nothing I can do to get to heaven because of who I am or what I've done. No man can come to me. No man. Who's the best person in the world? You look at them and man, man, look at how good they are. Look at what they have accomplished. They can't get to heaven no. because of how good they are. And here's, the, and here's the thing here's the good thing about all that too is you look at the worst man in the world and look at that thief we were talking about him this morning huh? look at that thief, look at that, look at that man he, look at what he's done, look at how much corruption there is, guess what he's the same way you and I are Amen. he can't get there unless he comes by the same way we came right, oh, really? that's right that's and that's right. Jesus Christ come on, preach it yeah. The lack of the ability to get to heaven. The lack of the ability to have an answered prayer. The first answer of prayer I ever received was when I asked Christ to save me. Yes. Amen. The lack of. But I want you to see the love. The love and the salvation. Look at verse number 44. He said, no man can come to me. He said, I'm not done yet. He said, there's not a soul that's good enough to get to heaven. Watch the next word, except, except. What do you mean, except? He said, he said, except the Father send them to me, unless the Father hath sent me, uh, hath sent me, draw him. What does that mean? What do you mean by that? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, hey, this is what took place, is no man can come to him except the son that came to die on the cross for all men's sin. There's not a one of us good enough to get to heaven except for the blood of Jesus being applied to our life, except for the love that Jesus shed for you and I. And it didn't care what, who we were, and it doesn't care what we've done, except for the love that he gave for us. That's right. Jesus said, no man's getting there except, except the Father has sent me. He sent me. Who did he send? He didn't send the best man. He didn't send a good man. He didn't send anybody. He 
begotten Son, yes. the sinless one, the Father, the Son of God. That's who he said. That's right. Why? So that he could take our sins and bear our sins and bear our wrongs and bear all the bad things we'll ever do, all the bad things we've done, and he bore them on the cross. Amen. Except for the love of God. Salvation as a lack of the ability is the love of salvation. But in the number three is the leading. Number 44 again says, Except the Father which hath sent me and draw him. He's not talking about drawing a picture of him, no, okay? No, no, no. He's talking about drawing him. He's talking about enticing Hey, hey, come on. Come here. Come here. That's right. You know when someone knocks on your door, my, my children are hilarious. If someone knocks on our door, do you know what they do? They go run. They scatter. And they won't answer the door. The other day, I was in the back of the house. And I told Reagan, I said, okay, I'm going to the back of the house. I'll be back in just a second. If someone knocks, don't answer the door. And she, I come around the corner out of the hallway, and she's answering the door. I said, why are you answering the door? She said, Daddy, someone knocked on the door. I said, baby, you can't answer that door. You can't answer that door if Daddy's not in here. But she was getting brave and answered the door. There wasn't nobody there, thankfully. But you know what? When someone knocks on your door, do you ignore some people do. Right. Who is it? Oh, it's a preacher. Better not answer that. Right. Right. I right? Had, That's right. I had the same thing when I was a paper. Ah, better not answer that. He's got to be black. Look. Look. Who's calling? Oh, it's a bill collector. Let him get the voice <laughs> man out. Look. No. Look. But what it is, is when the knocking happens, we, we immediately, when my phone rings, guess what I go to do? Oh, where's that? Right. I pick it up. And if I'm able to answer it, guess what I'm going to do? Answer it. I'm going to answer it. Well, let me ask, you know what? Bible says that he drawing. Mm -hmm. He's leading us. Come on. Right. Come on. Come on. There's not a one of us. He's not wanting to. I don't want him. No, he's trying to lead us to salvation. Yeah. He's trying to draw us. He's trying to. Come on. Look, I, I, I've been born again. I, I've accepted Jesus Christ. But I want to tell you, the first time I ever heard it, I didn't get saved. Right. He had to draw me a little bit. Right. And he kept knocking until I answered the door. And guess what? Maybe you haven't answered the door. Maybe you need to answer that door. Right. Quit rejecting that door being knocked on. Because there will be a day when he stops knocking on that door. He won't knock no more. He's trying to draw them. Come here. Come here. Come here. We see the lack of the ability. We see the love. We see the leading. And number four, we see the life that takes place. In verse number 47, the Bible says everlasting life. In verse number 48, it says the bread of life. Verse number 50, the Bible says not die. Verse number 51, the living 
bread. Verse number 51, live forever. Verse number 51, life. He said, this salvation, the greatest answer to prayer in my life was the day I accepted Jesus Christ. But he wants all of us to receive the everlasting life. He wants all of us to receive the bread of life. He wants all of us not to die. He wants all of us to taste of the living bread. Yes. He wants all of us to live forever. He wants us all to have life. And to have it more abundantly. And then what he says. <coughs> he said I've come. That you might have life. Yes. As I've said before. When I die. I might leave this earth. But I'm not leaving. I'm living with the Lord. Amen. That's, right. That's where I'm going to be. He wants us to have life. 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 He is the bread of life. And lastly, number five, we see the loaves. Look at the loaves. In verse number 40, 48, he says, what does he say? He said, I'm the bread yeah. of life. See, what was happening here was they was having trouble understanding that Jesus was sufficient. That Jesus was enough. That Jesus was enough. He had, they were having trouble understanding that all they needed was Jesus. They were having trouble understanding, well, man, I, I try to be good, and I try to do this, and I try to do that. No, they were having trouble understanding that Jesus was enough. And that's why he says, I am the bread of life. Again, he reiterates it. But not only he talks to them about being the bread of life, but he goes back in verse number 50 and he begins to talk to them about, or verse number 49, he begins to talk to them about that physical bread. In verse number 49, he says, your fathers did eat manna, that physical bread in the wilderness, in verse number 49, and they are dead. He said, look, he said, you're caught up on a physical bread because when your family ate that bread, they ate it, they consumed it, and guess what took place? They died. That is the physical bread. Guess what? I'm going to eat. I eat bread. I love bread. But there's going to come a day when I die. And because I ate that physical bread, the Bible says to, uh, that uh, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible also says that is an appointed unto man once to die. Every one of us will, yes. face, that, will face that day. We will all die. Yes. Jesus told them, this physical bread that you're, you're worried about, you're going to die from that physical bread. You're going to die. You're going to die from the bread. I mean, you're going to die after eating that bread. Not that the bread's going to kill them, but that, that's just what's going to take place. Death will come. But he said, I'm not talking about the physical bread. I'm not talking about when you... When you uh, me, you're not going to come take a bite of my flesh and eat my flesh. No, that's not what he's talking about. Right. Not a physical flesh. You understand that? He was trying to get them to understand that. Right. It's not a physical flesh. But Jesus said, verse 50, he says, this is the bread. What's the bread? I'm the bread. Yeah. This body this who I am, the Son of God. He said, this is the bread of 
which cometh down from heaven. I'm the one that God sent to this earth. I'm the one that a man may eat thereof and not die. Right. He said, I'm come that you will eat and not die. You, you're confusing me. He is not talking about a physical eating of Christ. He is not talking about the wafer or the bread that you take in communion. He is talking about him being the sufficiency, him being enough to take us to heaven. Yeah. Not, no man can come to me except I, I, except God draw him to me. There's not a man who does it, but he said, I am the bread of life, and unless you take of me, you will not die. He said, I'm the living bread. <coughs> but he explains it. He wants us to understand it. He wants us to understand what is he talking about? What is he talking about? In verse number 47, he says, I say unto you, he that believeth on me. Who's me? Jesus. The life. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. Yeah. He said, but if you believe on me, I'm the bread of life. Hath everlasting life. So what he's saying is, if you take this of this spiritual bread, you will have everlasting life. In verse 51, he closes with this, with this thought, with them for this moment. And I'm going to close with this thought too. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. What did he give to us his life. His life for mine. Yes. He was and is the living bread. Yes. Verse 47 says it the best. He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Yes. See, Jesus said, you're not coming no one can come to me. You can't get here. Except me. Right. I'm the way. The greatest answer of prayer in my life is the day that I decided <coughs> I wasn't getting to heaven because of who I was. Right. I wasn't getting to heaven because of what I'd done. I wasn't getting to heaven because of anything my family had done. I was going to heaven because I believed in him. Amen. And that's what Jesus told them. He said, you quit worrying about the physical bread. Quit it. Did we not see this? They were worried about the physical bread? They were still worried about that physical bread they ate when he fed the 5,000. It's not about the physical bread. It's about the spiritual bread. Right. The life I get from him. We can have a good life. We can have good things in our life. But ultimately, we won't have the life that God has intended for us unless we believe on him and he gives us that life. Right. That's exactly and the life that I live is far better with him in it 
than the life I would live without him in it. Right. Amen. Because of my belief in him. I can't get it any other way, and neither can you. You say, and I'm already <laughs> saved. Well, hallelujah. You're saved. Amen. You've got that life. Pray for those that don't. Right. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for everyone here. I pray that you used me in spite of me, Lord. I pray for our service. Pray for our church. Pray that you continue to protect it. Lord, I pray that you help us. Pray for those that are unsure about their salvation. I pray that they would get that settled. Lord, I pray that we, I just want to thank you for my salvation. Thank you for hearing and answering my prayer when I asked for yeah. you to save me. Lord, I love you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Please, no one looking around. You say, Brother Trent, I'm sitting here this morning, and I don't know.